towards the end of the film, De Niro says, "It was three people in three months. Was it that? Was it something like that?" And to which I thought, yes. like, "That's like a weekend in Seaside." All right, welcome back to Plot Stoppers. I am Pat, and with me, as always, is my buddy Mike. What's going on, Pat? How are you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic, sir. Um, We have a really, really good one uh, tonight. Uh, Good, good show. Good movie to to clearly end uh, before (laughs) before it was allowed to. Uh, We are discussing uh, and plot stopping uh, Cape Fear. Pat, this is one of my uh, most favorite movies of the early 90s. Um, And I would like to start off or the spot stop here by reading to you what the uh, description is for the the movie to get people to go. Perfect. Here is what it says. On IMDb, it says a convicted rapist released from prison after serving a 14-year sentence stalks the family of the lawyer who originally defended him. I mean, if that doesn't grip you right off the bat, I don't really know. What would? Uh, you had me a convicted rapist. I mean, uh... <laughs> I figured I figured we would. <laughs> oh, it's not much detail here either. I mean, there's not much. I mean, if that was really the, do you think that was the elevator pitch going in as the uh, as like Scorsese was uh, pulling, getting all his ducks in a row? He's like, here, guys, this is the story. Well, granted, I, it's not; a, it's a remake, so I guess that's not really, you know. That's the other thing too. Pitch. I I, yeah. I have to imagine that um, even I, I mean, '90s by the '90s, Scorsese was still like the man. Um, he could probably snap his fingers and and get funding for pretty much any project he wanted. Um, yeah. And then if he walks into a studio and says, "Oh yeah, by the way, I've got De Niro on board," I, I'm sure they were like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, especially Junior's been working out a lot, so it's going to be even better. <laughs> so, uh, so here's what's in- interesting. I mean, I'm with you. I-, I love this movie. I went to see it in the theater when I was in college, and I went in blind. I had no, I'd never seen a trailer. I'd never seen uh, any promotional material for it. Which, in the early '90s, if you think about it, there really wasn't any internet. Um, and as being in college, I didn't really have cable or TV. So when was I going to see a trailer? So I stopped in a movie theater and went and saw it by myself and walked out completely satisfied. It was so freaking good. <laughs> this is uh, often too like a considered a, like a, like a forgotten movie in some cases. But uh, even if like, it was a you know God, it's all of its award nominations and. A, and all those things, but uh, for some reason, uh, people think that this shouldn't be something that uh, is really recognized by these guys. <laughs> I, think, I think it's great. So it came after Goodfellas, and it definitely is like a, a hidden gem. I think I think people, you know, probably saw it and enjoyed it. I can't. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone saying, "Oh, that movie sucked." You know, I don't see how you could. Um, the, the thing that I really like about it, um, they changed, 
they changed the. I don't know if you ever saw the original. Uh, so let me ask you that. Did you? Uh, I did not see the original. Okay, so the original movie, um, Sam Bowden actually testifies against Max Cady. He is a lawyer, but in in the original movie, like you know, his testimony was what put Max Cady in prison. And when he gets out of prison, obviously he's stalking him, you know, I guess justifiably so because, um, you know, it was it was sort of his fault. What I like about the updated version is that Sam Bowden's a piece of shit in this movie. Like, he really did the wrong thing. He did not uh, <laughs> yes. represent Max Cady yeah. uh, as he should have. He buried the report on the victim's uh, permiscuity, I believe. Yes. Uh, good use uh, of the is, term. Yes. Yeah, I guess a uh, nice way of saying that she was a, 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 had multiple uh, sexual partners, um, you know, and that probably would have gotten the case thrown out of court. So he hid the report from the lawyers and Max Cady got 14 years in prison uh, because of that. But he probably could have gotten him off had he not um, you know, buried the report, as he said, in the you know, in the beginning of the film. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think uh, if I remember correctly, I think towards the end of the film, De Niro says, it was three people in three months. Was it that? Was it something like that? And to which I thought, yes. like, that's like a weekend in Seaside. Right, right. Well, so he was in jail for 14 years. So he yeah. got convicted in the mid 70s. So maybe, you know, the 70s was definitely like coming off of the wave of free love so I you know I I still even yeah three lovers in three months is really not that big of a deal Uh, maybe even by those standards but I'd be happy um, for that in a lifetime (laughs) (laughs) three lovers in a lifetime well Mike you're very promiscuous yeah like you're not getting you're not throwing one by me there's no report to hide (laughs) (laughs) it's great no 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 i'll i'll share the report i want everyone to see it (laughs) it's sex three times look there it is um so i kind of i kind of like that setup too because you know um obviously max katie is a bad guy but at the same time sam bowden is also a bad guy so you can't really root clearly for him um, oh no, I'm not rooting for Nick Nolte at all in this no, movie. No, he's no, kinda, no, 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 no. And no. he's very slimy in this too. Oh, he's terrible. He's not even like an anti-hero. He just sucks. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's the that's the thing that's kind of funny is that he's the he's like the the contrast to Max Cady who yeah he can barely a, tell him a, apart. He's a fucking. I mean, doesn't he have like nicer, like more groomed hair? I guess right. Yeah, barely. barely. And speaking got- of that, even just aside from the from the plot for a second, but um, I feel like I mean this is ninety one, right? Ninety one, ninety two, and uh, Blue Chips comes out not too long after, maybe like ninety four, ninety five, and like I feel like the downturn in Nick Nolte's health in those three or four years was dramatic because I yes. saw his cape here, I turned it on the other day, and I was like, oh my god, Nick Nolte looks like he's twenty five years old. 
Yeah, he looks what pretty happened? good in this. He does yeah, look good. Yeah, you could see, I don't know, maybe I, a lot of smoking and drinking. But in three years? Like, what did he, what happened in those three years that led well, to maybe, blue chips? Maybe he had three lovers. Um, <laughs> maybe he did. He was really, yeah. He was <laughs> yes, inspired I mean, by the was... script and was like, listen, I'm not living the right life here. <laughs> I, need to, I need to have more sex at least three times. <laughs> <laughs> he did yeah he looks he looks very very young in this movie um but you're right he and he doesn't have like if you listen to him now his voice sounds like like glass going over sandpaper it's oh yeah, yeah it's, it's a great cigarette voice yeah he looks like he's had like i don't know like all the lung cancers <laughs> he just like, sounds ter- yeah he's not he's- and also speaking of smoking i noticed that um, even with Jessica Lang, um, it's not that her teeth or anyone else's teeth in this movie are bad. They're just kind of normal compared to actors today who all right. have veneers and look like you just cleaned the toilet bowl and like they're super shiny and slippery. And this, yes. I was like, oh my god, what's wrong with their faces? Yeah, this is the pre, you know, teeth whitening era of uh, cinema. <laughs> You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, because Jessica Lang's teeth are—they're pretty bad. But they're also like, if I just saw her like down at the deli, I wouldn't even think twice about it. It would just be teeth. No, no. But <laughs> you're you're rating her against the standards of today, which are right. yeah, completely unfair. <laughs> um, but if anything, you could be like, oh well, she, you know, she does look like a smoker. You yeah, know? Oh, she definitely looked like a smoker. You know, That's she's playing that part. Yeah, yeah, they nailed that clearly well. Um. The um, did you did you notice also that uh, Robert Mitchum and Gregory Peck were the original actors from the uh, ah, original yes. Cape Fear? Also had uh, nice Mitchum had a much larger part. Gregory Peck had a uh, kind of a cameo. Um, yeah, but I, I liked him as the lawyer. I thought he was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a presence on screen for sure. Yeah. Um. And I thought uh, Martin Scorsese did a really, really nice job of just sort of channeling his inner Alfred Hitchcock and just doing like weird shots, like very dark, yeah. like really heavy music. Uh, and I even the the opening uh, was done by a gentleman by the name of uh, Saul Bass, and he did a lot of Hitchcock's openings too. Um, specifically mm. Psycho. So he really like, you know, made sure every every you know everything was covered to really give it that 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 look and feel, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I mean, the entire I mean, it's entire ending scene is I mean, it's great. I mean, it's yeah. great from start to finish. Even even sinking in the water with like a, a brass you know uh, railing by his side um, was, was good to the uh, the very end. Yeah, and he was like speaking in tongues or something at the end of that when he was like going under. He was, he was speaking yeah. in tongues. Yes, it was great watching because uh, I watched him with the closed captions on, so I can see what's going on. And what and, he was uh, actually saying. Yeah, he was saying, "I need hamburgers, hamburgers, and his second lover." Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's crazy. I'm not sure if they like <laughs> had that right, or you know, if they just were having a little fun with us. But yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> I don't know hamburgers. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the centerpiece to this entire movie is De Niro. Um, 
until we spoke last week, I had no idea that he was nominated for an Oscar. I thought he should have won one for this because two minutes into this film, you don't even realize it's De Niro anymore. He became this character and uh, brought Max Cady to life. Uh, um, and he was... He was amazing and horrifying at the same time. And there were par- there were times where I was like, you know, and I knew it was coming when he was hanging out with the uh, um, uh, the lady at the bar. I was like, oh, this is this isn't going to end well. And I was still like, he's kind of charming in this scene. Oh, yeah. I'd hang out with him. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather hang out with him than Nick Nolte. That's for yeah, sure. No, no. Nick Nolte, he's like, he seemed kind of lame. Yeah, totally lame. Yeah, let's go have uh, let's go have bottled water and smoke cigars with uh, Max Cady. <laughs> yeah, Cady's <laughs> driving a cool car. Yeah, yeah. Although the other thing with Cady, which I noticed, is the sheer girth of the cigars that he's smoking was a bit much. Yeah, they were hefty. they were Although really they could hefty. have been the same cigar if you if you really think about yeah. it. Like I'm thinking, like coming out of prison, that's the last size cigar that you really want. You never know, though. You spend 14 years in prison. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe it makes you feel like you're maybe home. You're like, you know what? I want to. I've, I've been dreaming about having this cigar, and now I'm going to have it all the time. <laughs> they can smoke in prison. I mean, if anything, that's the one thing they can do, right? I would have. I don't know. I mean, first of all, hopefully we never have to find out. Um, I'm sure cigarettes are a lot easier to come by than, like, cigars. But, yeah, maybe. That's true. You know, I, I guess it's what you're willing to trade for it. Um, so any more thoughts on, uh, Cape fear before we, we stop the plot? Uh, I don't think I had anything else. I was just trying to figure out quickly what else was nominated that same year as Cape fear. So wait, this was 91, right? Yeah. 91. Yeah. So I guess it's the 92 Oscars. I don't know how I'm gonna Oscars I'm gonna take a guess. Let's see if we can guess. Uh, I bet it was like Silence of the Lambs or something like that. Oh, uh, might be. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hang on a second. I yeah. it's it's funny when you when you it was on the side here. This is really this is really great stuff for a podcast. Us reading. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We well, can... the magic of editing, Pat. We can cut some of this stuff out. Uh, 64th Academy Awards it is. So let's go to the videotape on this. 64th Awards. Oh, I think I might be right. Silence of the Lambs came out in 91 also. Huh. Yeah, best picture, Silence of the Lambs. Woohoo! And he definitely won, and I think she... Did she win also? I think she did. And for all of our listeners out there, we're clearly talking about Jodie Foster. All right, we'll have to do a plot stoppers on Silence of the Lambs. I'm thinking Here, at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, we could stop. Yeah, we can stop that one. Oh yeah, we can shut that one down easy. Um, I think. Oh yeah. So here we go. So best actor that year: Anthony Hopkins, Warren Beatty for Bugsy, Nick Nolte for Prince of Tides, and Robin Williams for The Fisher King. I can't say that I saw any of those. I don't think I have either. And I, I don't really think I want to either. So, oh, best supporting actor Jack Palance for City Slickers. Oh, that's right. He played Curly. Yeah, and he did the he did push-ups on stage, didn't he? At the Oscars. Oh my god, did he? Yeah. 
Didn't he die right after that? I, I think he was like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> that, that plot stopped the Oscars. <laughs> yes, it did. All right. Um, if you want, I will go first, because I think you went first last time. I did go first last time, and it was uh, not a great plot stop. So let's see. Yeah, let's see what you got. Okay. Um, I don't have the exact time on this, so I'm going to guesstimate. Um, this is about... 20 minutes into the movie the there were three encounters with uh with max katie before um before my plot stopper the first encounter is in the movie theater when he's laughing with the cigar Mm. uh and then later on he's in the parking lot uh shortly after watching them eat ice cream Mm -hmm. uh the next day he confronts him um, as he's getting into his car outside of his office, yeah. and he grabs the car keys from him. Yeah, yeah. Um, talks him up a little bit there, introduces himself again, and I think at this point Nick Nolte's like, "Oh yeah, I remember this dude." Um, is a little worried about it. The third encounter. Now he's already come clean with his partner, told him about him burying the report, and his partner was like, Whoa, dude, that's pretty bad. Uh, Max Katie pulls up in his car while he's on the street, and they begin to have a conversation. Uh, this is when Nick Nolte makes the uh, initial $10,000 like monetary offer to him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When he's walking on the sidewalk. Yes, yes. Uh, He said he would be open to some sort of negotiation. So my plot stop is going to happen right before that. And he's going to tell Max Katie that he's sorry and apologize. Um, Also tell him that he um, told his partner about it and he's being disbarred and he will no longer be able to practice law. To which Max Katie... Says, okay, apology accepted, and drives off. Okay, so, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and again, leaving a stunned audience in their, in their seats. Um, with Okay, so here's my... Th- okay, let me, let me think about this. So, I think that he... Or I think that your plot stop here is similar to mine, and I know that mine is going to be a little earlier. Um... And so yours is going to be around like, you know, 20 minutes in. So I was thinking about this and what though that De Niro isn't satisfied with that, right? Because he wants to really see true losses and just his job, right? It's like the loss of his wife and his daughter, right? This is kind of what I was thinking. Okay. So, so with that, um, I'm not sure if De Niro just says like, eh, all right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay, so that's good. Um, And I guess even with the apology, does he still take the money then? Does he then say like, okay, that's fine, but I would now want 30 grand or something? Well, all right, so if if we were to elaborate on my concept, um, I would say, you know, he goes home and tells uh, the lovely yellow-toothed Jessica Lange uh, (laughs) what he did and... She's so distraught and upset that she leaves him and uh, uh, takes yeah. Danny with her. Yeah. Um, the dog's already dead, I think, at this point. Oh, yeah. The and, dog's long gone. Yeah. 
and then and then that's it and then uh it's a it's a it's a crane shot of uh sam bowden putting a for sale sign on that giant house uh and yeah. he walks back inside and smokes a cigarette on the porch <laughs> okay so uh i will say, i will say this that you know we had said what happens if we have the same plot stop and i think this is going to qualify as having the same thing because my okay. stop was when he's talking to his partner, which is the great Fred Thompson, and he's talking to Fred Thompson, and he tells him this, Thompson clearly says, dude, first of all, we're going to disbar. We have to disbar you now. Not that he can do that himself. I assume he's got to file some kind of petition or something like that. Maybe there's a hearing like there is in the movie. Right. Right. But he's like, you're definitely no longer part of this law firm. And when he goes home and he tells, you know, <laughs> Yellowtooth, hey... Uh, I just lost my job because remember that creepy guy that we saw that bought us ice cream? Like, yeah, I kind of screwed that dude and didn't really defend him like I'm supposed to. And she gets super pissed because she's already pissed at him for... I'm not really sure why she's so pissed at him the whole time. Something happened where they lived previously, but I don't know why. They had... Uh, he had an affair. Oh, he had an affair? Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, fair Yeah, enough. he had an affair at some point. Okay, so um, he's already on thin ice. Yes. So he loses his job. He's a cheat with her and with like the law so then she just she takes Juliet Lewis and they and then they ride off with maybe Max maybe they decide you know what I don't know he's kind of attractive he's in good shape and huh. we're gonna go with him no but like I so, the, so my plot stop is gonna be at it was like 19 minutes but it's kind of the same idea right it's Fred it Thompson very much so but yeah yours, actually, yours is definitely sooner it's a little sooner because Fred doesn't just let him be it's like meh he was like eh okay like, no, he's, like, complicit in this whole thing. So, yeah, that, that was how I figured they could wrap this thing up sooner. And then Max, you just have to feel like isn't going to try to still murder everybody. But this is my problem, even with my own, is that I feel like Max does want to just murder everybody. I mean, he's kind of a psycho. I wonder... Well, he's... Yeah, he's he's an absolute monster. Um, but he's, he's never at any point during that entire... Um, the entire film... Um, met with any kind of contrition. Uh, Nick Nolte never says I'm sorry. Uh, never said he was wrong. Um, never admits to it. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if he actually, after 14 years with all that anger, and someone finally said, "You know what? I was completely wrong." And um, you know, through that to him, he might be like, "Whoa." <laughs> You know, like I'm caught off guard by this. I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate your your your. Uh optimism for for maxi here but yeah this is where i kept getting stuck though and i couldn't really come up with something better and it's because he's a psycho who raped somebody he clearly just raped this girl right they made this kind of they inferred that he just would have gotten off if they had shown the report but he still raped he uh yeah he and i would say most certainly he probably would have uh would have gone more raping yeah Yeah. he probably would have done some more raping yes he would have kept going so yeah. I don't think someone who's a rapist of this violent caliber really, you know, I guess every rapist is, but nonetheless, yeah. I don't think he's going to say like, ah, all right, thanks for the apology, man. I'll see you later. Yeah. Well, we're making a lot of assumptions too. I mean, <laughs> I, I, you would, you, I, I don't know about you, Mike, but I am, believe it or not, not a huge fan of rape. It's not, it's not really my thing. Um, no, no. And I can't pretend to know what a rapist would think and or do or 
You know, when that urge comes upon you, what do you what do you do? I mean, I assume you rape. Um, but is it like, you know, how often do they do it? Or maybe did he have his fill after that time? And he was like, hey, you know what? I think I'm good now. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say no. I'm going to say just I don't think it's like, you know, getting <laughs> over like eating too much, too, like too many Cheetos. And you're like, eh, I've had enough. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good for now. Maybe yeah. tomorrow think, I'll, have, yeah. I'll have more. Yeah, I don't think I think you just kind of continue on um, until you're stopped. So this is a tough one because I think the, the, the they're both shitheads. Yes. Um, and the only way to stop both of them is they both need to, um, you know, be eliminated, I think. So maybe maybe a different one if we can, like, figure this out on the fly. Another thought I had was instead of Nolte writing a check to to Max when he pulls up in the convertible, is that Nolte actually starts coming on to him and gets into the car and says, hey, man, why don't we go for a drive for a little while? And ah. they drive off together. Now, you're thinking that uh, his he would be, like, repulsed by this forward move or action towards him? Or do you think he would welcome it? I think maybe there was a lot of tension between them during the first trial. And this is a way to, like, actually, this is where a lot of the aggression was coming from. Hmm. So it's a little bit of, uh, it's 14 years of sexual tension that needs to be released. That's what I'm thinking. I think that is the valve that gets released. And they Ooh. drive off. They both have some money. You know, he clearly, uh, you know, Nolte clearly doesn't really like his family too much. And, you know, uh, Maxie has some family money somehow, which I like how they just throw that in there, by the way. He does. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, he's like, you know, he's got 50 grand or something, which I guess in 91 was like 75 grand in today's money. Right. Well, when he when he broke down the uh, the the amount of money in fourteen years at fifty thousand dollars, he was like, uh, "What was it like? Like less than five dollars a five dollars a day or something like that?" <laughs> That's right. It was. Like, it yes. was really bad. Yeah, it was like a Chipotle wage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not even. <laughs> if you worked at Chipotle for an hour a day, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Okay, so here's another one. This yeah. is it, this was going to go a little bit later. Um, it is, uh, I think, a little more final. But the scene in which he's met in the alley by the three, I guess, thugs with the pipes and the motorcycle chain, um, they end up killing him in the uh, alley. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's a good... 40 minutes into the film though so i guess i okay hold on i think you're on to something here because maybe maybe writing that out to kill him would be kind of okay maybe it's not bad i i think i'm just hesitating because i'm thinking maybe there's another play here which is nolte's hiding out behind the dumpster and all of a sudden the tides turn and max starts beating the crap out of everybody else Mm-hmm. Nolte should have went and called the cops and maybe the fight still would have been going on and they would have seen De Niro there with all these weapons beating up a bunch of guys and it would have violated his parole you're you're thinking you're thinking in in current day terms how would he get to a phone maybe there was a the payphone right around the corner okay you're writing that in I'm writing in the, I'm writing in the other the payphone uh, around the corner Unless he had one of those, like, Michael Douglas Wall Street Yeah, like, maybe he, I mean, he's a fancy lawyer. Yeah, why not? 
use his cellular He's like, oh, excuse service. Me. Yeah, so like while the fight's going on, you just hear, dude, dude, <laughs> dude. He's like, what the fuck is that noise? Dude. <laughs> Yeah. I'm roaming, goddammit. I'm roaming. <laughs> I think it was a modem. You got me. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a he's got a cart with like a bunch of computer equipment just with him at all times. Yes. Just in case he's got to dial in a prodigy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me let me go really really far far off the 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 grid here let's say the day before he he's getting released from prison he he gets a prison tattoo uh let's say it's the loretta one on his chest uh little does he know that uh um the tattoo artist did not use clean needle and he gets ink poisoning (laughs) and dies Two days after he leaves the prison. Okay, so that's good. But like, is it ink poisoning? He dies. Do you die from ink poisoning? Like, what? I mean, the well, ink has to be laced with something poisonous, not just well, like maybe maybe they did. Maybe maybe he maybe he killed somebody in prison that he you know or or rubbed somebody the wrong way, and they decided you know what? Yeah, like I'm gonna uh, lace the ink with something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not yeah. just like ballpoint ink in your blood could kill you. I don't know if it can or if it can't, but it seems like it might not. Right. Yeah. yeah. His tattoos were really nice, by the way. There was like, a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, that was yeah. some legitimately good work. Like, I, what was one of the cops say? I don't know whether to... I don't know what he said. He, he said, said something, something like, like, like I don't know if I hate him or read him, read him or something. Right. <laughs> I was like, the guy, the guy was like, are those the only two choices you came up with? Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. All right. Um, I can't think of anything else that would be yeah getting out of prison. I guess maybe another stop could be after Juliet Lewis comes home from sucking De Niro's thumb. <laughs> and that's a pretty severe violation across the board, right? He's he's just raped someone 14 years ago and he's out of prison. Shows up at a school. Moore's, uh, what is she, like uh, 15 in the movie or something? I think 15 or 16? Something like that, Something yeah. like that. yeah. Um, into a weird theater in the basement, and then ki- I think he kisses her and he sticks he his did. thumb in her mouth, which is more of a violation than the kiss, I think. So you've got you've got breaking and entering, like he's on school grounds, yeah. and he, I mean, for all intents and purposes, molested a student. Yeah, molested a student. And it's not like they're going to be like, oh, no, Max is a good guy. No, he just got out of prison for 14 years. So, clearly. Right, and I don't think he's actually the drama teacher. <laughs> no, he's definitely not the drama teacher. Although, yeah. a very interesting drama teacher. Like, I would take his class if he offered one. <laughs> it's like mouth penetration with a thumb. I mean, I wouldn't do that improv with him, but I'd, I'd just mm-hmm. sit and watch. I'd lurk in that classroom. I don't think I'd be too active. I'd be afraid, but I would right. find it enjoyable. <laughs> okay, in this scene, you're going to be really scared, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. No problem. <laughs> Sorry for the pee. Again. <laughs> so, so they must have addressed this though in the story because I remember thinking this, and I think they said something about not calling the police. But now I can't remember. 
which is bad note taking on my part. They did. No, they did cover everything. I don't know. I, I think at one point he said he came at my daughter or something like that. Yeah, and they and said then, we can't do anything about that. It's like, really? Um, yeah, I don't remember what the what the angle was on that. Um, because there's no defense of it. Like he did something illegal. He did multiple legal things there. He maybe he didn't want to put his daughter on the stand. Nolte? No, nah, nah, that guy's doing anything to save his own ass. Come on. Oh no, I don't think. Well, I know he wanted to get the get his his partner who got raped to get on the stand, and I can't even believe she was like, "No, I can't do that." I was like, "Are you kidding?" After what that guy just did to you, like, like. Oh, that's right. But, that's right. Yeah, that was a horrible, right. horrible, horrible scene. That's right. She she wouldn't take the stand. I think I would take the stand even if someone tried to eat my face. Yeah, I mean, at I that can't point, imagine uh, any of the guys like, oh yeah, like all the all the bailiffs and clerk would be like, yeah, loser, like you, if you Max got was, raped, right? Like, if Max <laughs> was in the mafia, I may think twice about it. But he's acting, he's acting solo, so he got him. Right. I'm not worried about I this mean, guy. I don't even think I don't even think she would need to testify. I think she could just show up at court and yeah, be so like, Yeah, so here are the uh, tears teeth marks in my face. Look at my look at my face. Look yeah. at my arm. Yeah. Yeah, like There's, all the yeah, like what they would need to do is put Max on the stand, give him an ice cream cone. And be like, here, right. take a bite of this ice cream cone. <laughs> and he would do that. Just the yes. ice cream part. And then they would yes. show her face and say, Look, it's exactly the same. Right. It should be strawberry ice cream. Yes. Kind of peachy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. All right, this is yeah, a good one. This is a good one. There's this no is, way. Yeah. There's there's no way. There's no way that he would have gotten away with that. It's not possible. Okay. So if we were to take, No, it's not possible at all. So if we were to try to maybe really digest this, the real yes. way to stop this plot is to get him back in jail. And we've had two candidates for that. One, Nick Nolte calling from Prodigy from behind the dumpster. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes. So that's one. They didn't. I yes. don't think the writers would have gone with that one. But coming up with a different way to get the cops to arrest them for molesting the sixteen-year-old girl on campus seems pretty reasonable. Now, I would imagine a violation of parole for something like that is probably you know more than like two months. I don't. Well, that's the thing. He wasn't. He wasn't parole, paroled. He was outright released. Oh. Uh, okay. He served his fourteen years. I think he tr- he tried to appeal several times. He said he said That's when he was right. talking to yeah, him that yeah. second time, when he was like, yeah. you know, I learned to read during my stint. You know, Spot goes to the farm, runaway bunny, then law books mostly. <laughs> you know, so he and he said he tried to defend himself, tried to do his own appeals, and they wouldn't let him do it. Um, and I think he just served his full term. So if you serve your full prison term, you commit a crime right away again. You're kind of starting off scot-free. That's a great question. And again, it's one I'm thankful I'm not familiar with. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I think if you are paroled, you are sort of on like a probationary release. Yeah. This is how I would understand it, I believe. If you serve your time, which I don't know if anyone actually does that. But if you serve all of your time and you're never paroled and then you get out, I have to imagine that you're starting with a bit of a blank slate. Okay. This is the section of the podcast where all the lawyers are like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? All the lawyers that are listening to this yeah. podcast right now. It's a now, key yes. demographic. Well, of course it is. Well, you know what? Uh, feel free. All, all legal ease litigators just call us out on our errors and uh, we'll obviously address them in our next 
podcast. Yeah, our, our intermediary. Yeah, we have another cast in between the, the correct all our mistakes, which made a lot of them the first one. Yes, and this show will be no stranger <laughs> to the courtroom. I can assure you that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So if we so, have to decide now, we've got to, now we get to the portion. So we have to pick. We have to pick the one that we're gonna. Okay, offer like up that. to the community. That's a great plan. Yes. So I am going to now vote for, to be serious, I'm going to vote for a better job around getting him arrested for molesting the high school girl. That's my vote. What do you say? I'm going to go with uh, Sam convincing his friend to testify against Max Cady after that rape. All right. Fair enough. I think, but I think I they're both very, very similar in the sense that both of them basically get Max Katie back in jail. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. That's definitely the. That's what has to happen. And I'll say this: it's early enough, obvious enough that I think getting yeah his partner or his associate or his girlfriend, we're not really sure uh, that she testifies or whatever presses charges and he goes away. That should be where it stops. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a little further on into the movie. It it's is. probably about thirty or forty minutes into the film, but I still think that's good. It's a solid. It's a solid ending, and it's not. You know, hey Max, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, thanks, man. Hey Sam, that's all right. That's 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 bold of you. <laughs> I mean, it probably would be more shocking. That would be the more shocking plot stop. Right. It would be. It would be. But. Uh, no, I like this. I like this. It's well thought out. We had a we had a good discussion about, it, and yeah. I think there's uh you know, the 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 means are different, but the end is the same. So I think that's good. Um, okay. I think we agree on that's the best way to 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 stop Max Katie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes, Max Katie has been stopped. Yes. All right, well done, <laughs> sir. All right. Well, uh, another fantastic episode, uh, Mike. That, this was this was a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm feeling like we're already a season season pro, just two episodes deep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, great job, and I look forward to next time. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. All right. Thanks, Pat.